Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Just sit back, relax, and learn from the leaders of today. It's a journey. Each one is different, unique, inspiring. Let's get started. This episode is powered by JVentures, a community-driven VC fund in Silicon Valley and is sponsored by Hillel Stanford, UpWest, and Hippo Insurance. Welcome to episode 88 with Tomer Cohen, co-founder of Tech2Peace. Tomer Cohen is a social entrepreneur and the co-founder of Tech2Peace, the winner of the Presidential Israeli Hope Award. Tech2Peace brings together young Arabs and Jews from Israel and the Palestinian territories for intensive seminars that focus on peacemaking, entrepreneurship, and technological training, while their partners include Google, MIT, Microsoft, etc. Tomer Cohen, thank you for joining me on 20 Minute Leaders. How are you? I'm great. How are you, Michael? Fantastic. So you're calling me from Be'er Sheva next to Ben Gurion University. And uh, while, you're, while you're finishing your, your undergraduate degree, uh, it doesn't do justice, that title, to what you've actually been doing in Israel with tech to peace and dealing with one of the most extraordinary conflicts in history, actually a 5,000-year conflict, uh, and making it very relevant to 2020, bringing technology and peace into the same equation. And I'm very excited to spend the next 20 minutes or so talking to you about this conflict, but, but specifically in the context of how can we leverage technology and commonalities and similarities to bridge some deeper rooted conflict. So Tomer, uh, take us away. Tell me a little bit about yourself and what is tech to peace So basically, my name is Tomer Cohen. I'm originally from Jerusalem. Um, so I'm 27 years old, actually about to finish my bachelor degree in geography and political science, nothing to do with technology so far. Even though in the army I served as a fighter in a special unit that actually combines between high tech, technology, and actually combat role. So it was very, it was the, the first very strong moment of the of the idea in, in my life in general. In, in my first year, in my bachelor degree, I actually established with two other founders, tech to peace tech to peace basically what we basically do is to connect between young adults from Palestine and Israel between ages 20 to 26 by two things. The first thing basically is about learning technology, like if it's programming or mobile out development or AI for programmers and etc. Every participant for two week a long seminar actually dedicated a lot of the time to study this subject and actually to build its own or his own project. In addition to very intensive and very unique dialogue workshops that actually my partners Abir, which is from East Jerusalem and Uri from Haifa, are actually doing. If there they speak about everything, about their personal experiences, about history, like Nakba and the Yom Atzmaut, Independence Day, and all those issues in two-week-long seminar. And actually, because we, what we're trying to do is to build new partnerships, new friendships and partnerships that can go for the long term. Amazing. So just to just take a little bit of context, because a lot of the viewers are from, you know, from California, not everybody is aware of, of the of the deepness and the uh, complexity of this conflict, but and and I won't be able to do justice in a ten-second uh, brief. But it essentially, talks about the Middle East conflict, the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. It's much more than just territory. It's more than just culture. It's about history. It's about deep-rooted beliefs. It's about generations of hatred that have that have erupted to where we are today, and in, in an unresolved conflict that basically the whole world is trying to help or or not help in one way or another. 
And uh, so, so give me a little bit of, of what is this program? So it's two weeks where they come together. What have you noticed? And, and actually, I want to go back to how it started because that's a fascinating story that you started telling me before. Yeah. So basically about how it started and what we basically actually do every day at tech to peace So basically two years ago, I met the two other co-founders, Abir, as I said, which is from East Jerusalem and Uri, from Haifa originally. And they actually told me about their work. They actually was running an organization that's called the Yad Beyad. Some Israelis maybe know this organization, but this is another informal organization, which actually combined between Palestinian, like connected between Palestinians and Israelis, a food dialogue just to meet, being friends, and actually make, you know, the, the most uh, significant uh, connections. And they did it for almost 10 years, and like more than 450 Palestinians in, in Israel is actually met through this program, Fiat Beyad. And I, once I met them more than two years ago, I was asking them, Abir, what do you think, how can we actually create bigger impact? Like, like, how right. can we actually do something? Yeah, exactly. How can we actually, because it's amazing that Palestinians and Israelis meet, but in order to actually try and do something very significant uh, with the future of this region, maybe let's try other methods. And Uri uh, told me that he worked for many years uh, as a product manager in the IDK industry in Israel. And I was about just finishing uh, uh, my role in one of the uh, like, IDK tuition companies in Israel, actually, like doing summer camps of Isaac in Israel. And we thought, okay, let's maybe try and do something else. Let's maybe try to do dialogue seminars, like dialogue camps, let's say, with Isaac in the same time. But actually, the participants will get the advantage to get better future and something practical for their life, basically. And the reason that we started with this model, basically, it's because of two main challenges that basically you and the audience should know about. First of all, as you can guess, many of the people who already go to dialogue camps, dialogue seminars between Palestinians and Israelis, those are the same convinced people. Yeah. Yeah. Like Israelis, from, mainly from Tel Aviv, and the Palestinians, mainly from Ramallah, from the wealth part of Ramallah, and some other very specific places, but most of the people that actually go and meet, it's the convinced. And so we thought, how can we bring new people, new people from the periphery of Israel, from the periphery of, of Palestine, from refugee camps, from like Bedouins from the Negev? How can we bring someone from Ashdod, from Sderot, other places that are a bit far from Tel Aviv, from the center? And then we thought about, let's try and bring them something that actually we can use, something that all the participants we get out of the benefit of, out right. of it, basically. And the second reason that we established Tech to Peace, the second challenge which we want, wanted to tackle, basically, it was that in many peace camps and in many other seminars, basically many times, not always, but many times, there's no continuity. Right. Okay. And if the Palestinians and in, in the Israelis basically had like a very significant moments and they became really good friends, probably once the seminar is over or the camp is over, the Palestinians go to their home, the Israelis go to their homes, and 
there's no continuity. There's no. Is it possible to for, is it possible to to uh, create continuity in a matter of a two week program? Basically, yes, because we sleep together, we eat together at night. We actually share the most uh, intimate and the most uh, personal stories with one another. We're having fun with one another. And in those moments, of, after we finish the program around 9 or 10 p.m., those are the moments that the friendship actually created. And this is actually what we're trying to achieve besides all the very intensive things. Sure. And this is what we do in the seminars. But other things that you and the audience actually should know about Ectopis, that once the seminar is over, all the participants become... Automatically, alumni of Tech to Peace mm-hmm. and they start the alumni program, which means before the coronavirus uh, period, like every one or two months, actually meeting with experts, if it's from Google, from Microsoft, sometimes from MIT, from other places, to in order to give them the additional value of after the seminar year. And sometimes also, of course, also dialogue to 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 get in depth into the the issues that actually they talked during the seminars. Um, and also, between the 90 alumni of tech to peace that we have so far, 17 of them actually work on cross-border startups together. They just started in a couple of months ago to work on cross-border startups with our amazing partners from Boston. It's called a 50-50 Startups. It's a new startup incubator. Um, so it's very exciting. Wow. So, at the, and then how, how many people went through this? How many of these two-week programs have you done so far since the inception of this? So the pilot seminar took place in 2018 in Yerucham, down south in a very isolated small town. Actually, Michael Bitton, who is now in the parliament in the, in the Israeli Knesset, he actually he was the mayor of this small town. Mm-hmm. And he was very advocated in order to 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 let us do the seminars in his in his town. He, and after the pilot seminar, which we were surprised because no one think that actually what is the connection between yep. iTech and dialogue. But after sure. we saw that actually it works, we did other two seminars in the summer of 2019. And in this up, upcoming summer, we're hopefully going to do two or even three seminars. And and that, that's going to be online, I guess, right? Basically, no. <laughs> Actually, as far as, as far as the situation now, there is very good chance that it will work out. But of course, no promises. It depends. Yeah, actually, no. I, I keep forgetting because I'm here. I'm here in California, and, and the situation here is much different than it is uh, back in the Middle East. So, uh, so, so I'm very happy to hear Absolutely. that. But so, so, tell me a little bit about you. So, you've had, and it's about 15 people each for each two week program. Thirty. 15 Palestinians, 15 Israelis. So you've had about 90 people go through this thing so far. Tell me a little bit about what, what you've noticed about the, the openness that, that you're contributing. or, or so, you know, I'm, And I'm especially interested about the continuation of what do you see happening after the program with these participants? So basically, um, we try um, to find in terms of applicants, before the seminars, before we accept the, the participants, we try to find people um, where who actually have like kind of sense of that uh, they could be entrepreneurs. It doesn't have to be about iTech. It could be also about social impact stuff. Of course, mm-hmm. it could be also about a, rather than the private sector, also the public, and also to work a, 
in the government one day, if it's about the, the Palestinian Authority or, or in Israel, we look to find the people who actually want to be leaders one day. Um, and enough open-minded to listen to ideas and concepts that are really not used to, to hear. Right. Back home, if it's in the West Bank or in Israel. So this is what we tried to find before the seminars. And after the seminar, so it really depends. Those are, you know, they're like alumni who really want to open startups. So we actually help them to get inside like the the partnership with the accelerator that we have in Boston. And those were most, you know, more thinking about getting into the high tech. We also nowadays trying to find more solutions for, for also, also for them yeah, with Microsoft and Cisco and other companies. Um, so it really depends about the, the situation. Sure. And now let, let's go a little bit higher and broader. So this is now impacting, uh, you know, a, a few dozen of people, few dozens of people per summer. How do you get this to scale? So then, how do you get the, like the two populations to have meaningful dialogue, and and not just in small groups? Mm-hmm. So the the best and the easy thing for us is basically to do to create more and more seminars. Like now we do two seminars here. Hopefully, because the demand like uh, this year, we so far the application is still open. And we got more than four hundred applicants, four than wow. twenty-four feet for only sixty spots spots for the summer. Ninety, if we will actually be able to do in the end three seminars instead of only two. And the demand is exists. So we definitely look to do more seminars a year and in more concepts. For example, one of our partners, MIT, so now we talk about actually creating short, a one week long seminar, which will focus only about the mobile app development and dialogue. Nice. And also we talk about like doing another concept of one week, a long seminar with Google, Google for Startups with the office in Tel Aviv, of one week long seminar, which actually focuses about dialogue and about entrepreneurship, actually how to build startups for those who are actually interested. And then we can also find other thousands, I guess, of applicants, new applicants, but do not now try to, to be candidates for tech to peace because you know to take a vacation of two week long vacation it's for many people it's a bit hard mainly for people who must work all the year or in the summer vacation so right that was my next question at the end these are everybody everybody is busy and, and taking out two weeks to to form this dialogue and to be open and to learn even to learn new things even if it's disconnected from the israel palestinian conflict is is very demanding so how do you actually find this this balance and this win-win situation where people can balance it with their jobs? And do you think there's room to do things like this outside of a context of just, you know, a two-week seminar, but throughout the year and throughout the life? So basically, basically if I got your question uh, right, so definitely we can scale it much more. We can do much more seminars. We can create new concepts but similar to our concept. Basically, for example, now we collaborate with MIT about a, we're helping a, a MISTI, it's the International Department of MIT, mm-hmm. to uh, basically help them to uh, implement tech-to-piece model in other places worldwide. And the first location, hopefully, going to be South Africa, in Cape Town, wow. between refugees and, and local youth. Yeah. So, you know, for me, as, as a 
as a as a Jewish guy, for me, just you know, in, once it will also spread in other places around the world. For me, it's an amazing example of tikkun olam. Of tikkun olam. Yeah. Besides our region, but we hopefully you know in a few years we're going to have hundreds, and then after that, a thousands of alumni that will go through the program. So, so you're you're definitely seeing this grow, uh, grow at scale. Absolutely. And what, what do you do? You see yourself continuing to be a part of this full time over the years, or or do you see yourself slowly transitioning out and thinking about other ventures that you want to do? So it really depends because throughout the year there are really, really, really tough moments. Like you know, three days before a seminar when when we also do not get sometimes the permits for the Palestinians to enter Israel. Wow, and we don't know if the seminar actually will 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 take place as planned with the same participants, or if it's it's about also now with the coronavirus. Of course, as other sure. NGOs, sure. the budget they, is really suffering out of it. So yep. there are very very intensive and hard moments for the year. But you know, for me as as a co-founder, like it's really hard to 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 fall asleep at night. But on the other end, when someone Palestinian or Israeli in the last day of the seminar come to me, you know, with a tear under the eye and actually say to me, you know, this experience actually changed my life. This experience was so significant for me. So, so amazing. I never thought that they're going to have a Palestinian friend and or the Palestinian. I never thought that they're going to have an Israeli friend. Totally. Um, so those moments of people and it's it happens a lot to the piece because it's very emotional and very connecting. I'm saying to myself, I do not want want to be out of it, never. But in the very hard night that I cannot fall asleep, of course, I'm thinking about maybe it's too tough to do something so so crazy, you know? Because in this reality, it's not something usual to actually connect between Palestinians and Israelis. In our region, of course, it's something, you know, in the United States, it's so sometimes, not nowadays, of course, but in other times, it's easier to bring people from different backgrounds. In the Middle East, with all the suffer with both sides, that many, there are so many victims of both sides. There's so many suffering. Yeah. It's so much history. So just bringing, bringing new people to be friends with people that we never thought we were going to be friends with. And not for only two weeks long seminar, it's for months and, and hopefully years after. So those moments are the most significant. This is why I hope to continue doing that for a long time. Yeah, I th- you know, Tora, I think that it's it's amazing because I think it's very easy from far away to take for granted this idea of bringing together people for dialogue. And, uh, you know, just peaceful dialogue on friends with, with all the differences. And I think that it's, it's just hard to grasp this idea that, that in the region where we're at in Israel, in the Middle East in general, it's, it's not that simple to get a Palestinian and an Israeli in the same room. It's not simple even logistically just passing the borders, uh, putting aside all the personal differences and the, and the, the, fact, the fact that your friends are going to think you're crazy and your family is going to disown you potentially. It's, it, it's a problem. Uh, and I think that, that being being this catalyst and and fostering this and allowing it to happen is is something that's really remarkable. And, and I I've always said to my family and friends that I I I unfortunately have started losing faith in in the in the current system of how we're trying to solve this. And my personal 
Uh, belief is that the only way this will be solved is if my generation, if our generation can grow up more open-minded, visit the world, talk to each other in a friendly way, start putting aside 5,000 years of differences, but focusing on the next 5,000 years uh, and potentially using technology to help bridge that gap and the similarities. I think that would be wonderful. Unfortunately, I can't believe 20 minutes are almost up, but Tomer, I have to know three words that best describe you. Oh. <laughs> It's uh, it's challenging to choose. It came by quickly. Yeah, uh, I will try. Uh, determined. I'm sometimes too much determined. Um, honest. Like I try to be honest with people as much as possible. It's also very Israeli thing to to uh, to be in that way. Yeah. Um, I have I have other words. Multidisciplinary, uh, maybe a bit impulsive, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah, so I, I brought uh, four four different words. I hope uh, you are very, It's very Israeli. If you <laughs> ask for three, you give me four. That's that's what I didn't think <laughs> Wonderful, Tomer. Thank you for the inspiration and and Thank best you. of luck with Tech to Peace. It sounds amazing. Thank you so much, Michael. Great. Have a good day.